you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Your words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Virelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear. He has had three Comedy Central specials and his new album is called It's Scary in Here. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. There you are. Now we can start. And we have another great show for you this week. My guest in the ADD interview, you know her as Special Agent Ellie Bishop from NCIS. It's Emily Wickersham. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk To Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to my website, click the link, and join us. And our super fan shout-out is for Blake. So how to Blake, everybody. Hey, Blake. What's up, Blake? How you doing, Blake? That's for Blake. And Blake, please know that we're thinking about you. And we want to say hi to your mom, Diane, as well. And I would like to begin today's proceedings with a reading from the poet Robert Burns. <laughs> okay. <laughs> of course. Okay. This is from the poem, To a Louse. To a Louse. Yes, the singular of lice. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Award some power the gift to gear us to see ourselves as others see us. Now that is terrible Scottish. 
horrible. <laughs> it's a wee bit bad, although you're trying. I'll yeah. give you that. That's yeah. better. That's better because Wait. Mark can yeah. do it because he's part hill dwarf. But what that means... <laughs> Uh, what that means is, oh, would some power the gift give us to see ourselves as others see us? That's what it means. And that came into my head because uh, I was working with Phil. Mm -hmm. we, we wanted to fix the sound because here at Abbey Normal Studios. I'm almost sure that was the name. We strive <laughs> to give you the best high quality recordings we can. And there was an issue with the mic last week. We fixed it as best we could, but we, we needed further attention. So I called Phil and I said, listen, let's Zoom. I'll record it. We can hear how we can improve this. So while we were Zooming, I wanted to take advantage of the fact that we had video so I could communicate to Phil what I see when he folds his hands. Folds his hands? Yeah, he folds his hands. What do you yeah. mean? He folds his hands and, and, they, <laughs> and they appear a little odd. What are you talking yeah. about, Adam? What can't is... we just can't we just work? What does it matter? What, what, what does what? it matter what my hands look like? Let's just work. Can you fold mm -hmm. your hands like he's talking about so I can see what you're talking about? See? Just like this. Just folding <laughs> my hands. See what? It bothers mm. you. See? It bothers you. Well, I wanted I wanted you to see Mark, how... you look constipated. You okay? How long have you been folding your hands like that, Phil? Oh, my God. Both of you. Jesus. <laughs> no, I just, just, what does it matter? He's calling me. I mean, we have micro. We have technical issues we have to solve. It looks like he's just ready at any moment for prayer. It's That's fine. <laughs> and he's very sensitive about it, too. Listen to this call. But do you see what I'm talking about? How creepy your hands look? No, I don't. I'm folding my hands. Your hands look creepy. Really? Folding them. Folding my hands. Folding my hands. All right. Well, I wanted you to see what you look like. That's how others see you. And they might be like, all right. Well, they might be like, all right. So what the fuck is that? I'm just saying, there's, there's a disturbing piety to it. Whatever, man. To me, it comes across like you're a televangelist with a felony conviction. You want a dick. Okay. <laughs> That's just uh, three words. What a dick. That's all you need to hear from that, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Adam's tarnished brain on anything is very interesting. God damn. I was just saying, if you could see yourself as other people see, you might make a change in your behavior and or seating position. Everybody sees me fine. You're the only one. Mark was a little stunned by it. Well, it's just an interesting hand choice. You know, I mean, it's not something I do, but, you know, I, I just I want to know sort of what the motivation behind it is. You know, okay. you yeah. guys are insane. No. It's like it, anything it, it, else. It's yeah. when you point something out, you hyper focus on it and mm -hmm. it looks weird like your ear. Right. Like no one notices an ear. But if you say, hey, look at your ear, mm. you can't stop staring at their weird ear. All right. Well, now that you oh. brought it up, tell Phil about his ears. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you later. You guys have a good time on the podcast. I got shit to do. Okay. Let's get back to work now, shall we? We're trying to fix the mic. So what we did was we did the mic test. I sent Phil yes. the mic test. Now, are you guys familiar with the Norwegian band Yilvis? <laughs> um. <laughs> Not overly. Okay. Is it, is it like Elvis with a Y? It's with a Y. Uh -huh. They're a comedy duo, and they have a and their big song was "What the Fox Say." Are you what familiar? the fox say? Yeah, what the fox say? You know, I don't know if you heard. But I think I've actually heard that. Dog goes woo, cat goes meow, bird goes tweet, and the mouse goes squeak. Right. So that's it. And I thought then, you're supposed to never sing again. I know. And then. <laughs> <laughs> so and then then there's the break. So I thought Phil would enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He thought I, that. Yeah. You thought I would enjoy it. Apparently I was wrong. <laughs> you think? Yeah. So I sent him the video, the mic video for him to listen. And the mic was really low. 
and he I knew he had to lean in to listen to it, and mm-hmm. that's when Yilvis popped up. Mm-hmm. And Phil didn't enjoy it as much as I thought because here was the call. I got your email about the mic. Mm-hmm. Can you just send me the information? You got to have all the... Oh, fuck! Can't, can't I just look at the fucking... The, the, just look at the video and see and gauge what I need and the sound? No. He's fucking like adding shit, inserts. Fuck! Jeez, it's a simple thing. Yeah, send me the video. Adam, did you torture him with that? I didn't torture him. I just sent it to him. But here's the thing with Phil, and this is this is one of the reasons that how we are different, Phil. This wasn't what you expected, correct? Uh, let's just say I wasn't surprised by it. Okay, <laughs> but it wasn't what you expected, so it was change, and you don't adapt well to change. Because we're working. Send me the working stuff so I can look at it and gauge. Okay. I said it. That's what I said. That's it. He's got a gauge. And, and if it is, we're if working. There's, if there's any deviance from what he thinks things should be, he it inspires rage in him. Because in certain <laughs> situations, we have to work. There's no goofing around. You actually, you know what you did? What? You put that together and then you edited it. Just for, if you waste the time. Just send me the video, dude. Oh, my God. Thank God we're not doing anything. Thank God we don't work for NASA. Can you imagine? We're the, dude, what you, can you just give me the numbers? We're going to the moon. I just want the numbers. We're going to the moon. Wouldn't that make the trip nicer? No, abort. That's what I'm pressing. Abort. <laughs> Oh my God. I, I think that's like torture music. Okay, Here, here's the point I want to make, Phil, is change has two elements to it. It has the element of uncertainty, which inspires rage in Philip, and, <laughs> and it has the other perspective of possibility. Mm, possibility yes. creates excitement. Mm-hmm. I, I, I choose to look at change as a possibility. And really? It, and it, 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 it's, it, it, it makes me very excited. And I'm very excited to present the possibility of what that conversation would be looking at it from my perspective. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Listen to this. I got your email about the mic. last night yeah that's what i was i I made that the other night and alex just came in here and slammed the door to the studio like i don't know what it is but it's driving me crazy yeah oh my god yeah she's she's my new hero by the way and you are a dick a dick (laughs) oh my god and mark was dancing he was dancing because dance to that phil it's great because that's a positive way of looking at change okay i did that for you phil (laughs) <laughs> no you didn't but go ahead <laughs> all right look there's a most people don't like change mm-hmm. all right the one thing that, that many things struck me about talking to emily and one of the things was how she uh embraces change um and i thought that was pretty interesting so you guys listen to this and we'll see you on the other side one reason why change is becoming difficult you have found cocoons of comfort now you're not looking for life you're looking for comfort any disturbance of that you're disturbed now. You want a dick? You're listening to the Adam Ferrara Podcast. This is 30 minutes you'll never get back. They're longer than 30 minutes. You sound pretty, but you're full of shit. 
I got some stand-up dates for you tomorrow, Friday, March 5th, and Saturday, March 6th. I will be at the Helium in St. Louis. March 19th and 20th, I will be at the Grand Comedy Club in Escondido, California. And March 25th to the 27th, I will be at the Tempe Improv in Tempe, Arizona. There's a link to tickets right here in the show notes, or you can go to my website, click the link there. And as always, if you can make any of these dates, please come up after the show and let me thank you for the love and support you've shown me and this podcast. And March 9th, I will be guest starring on NCIS alongside our guest in the ADD interview, the fabulous Emily Wickersham. You don't have to take my word for it. Listen to this. She is just lovely. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Pay attention when I'm talking to you, boy. ADHD, it's not just for kids. Nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! My guest this week is somebody I really enjoyed meeting and working with. She was born in Kansas, raised in Mamaroneck, New York, and I can report firsthand that she is a lady that carries herself with dignity and grace while wearing a mask and face shield. We were also in the same movie together, and I don't think either one of us realized it. You know her as Special Agent Ellie Bishop from NCIS. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's my friend, Emily Wickersham. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good, and thank you so much for doing this. I really enjoyed meeting you. Uh, we did NCIS together, and I meant what I say when I said that you carry yourself with dignity and grace with the face mask, because we had to wear the face masks and the face shield. <laughs> That's very kind of you to say. I would say the same about you. It's hard to wear that thing with dignity and grace. This is 
is why I'm saying it, because I fogged it up. You never fogged. I didn't? Nope. I was noticing because I was like, these people are going to meet me and I'm a mouth breather. <laughs> I, I didn't notice. To me, <laughs> you wore it well. Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, that was the thing. You have to get tested and go on the set. Yeah. And then everyone has to wear the face shield and the mask. And it's not like it used to be on sets where you could walk around freely and, and you hang out in wardrobe if you got nothing to do, if you don't want to sit in a trailer, no. sit in a makeup no. room. It's very weird now, a days, what we're living through. I mean, so grateful to be working. And our episode was so fun, but it's mm. weird, huh? Yeah, like yeah. just walking around and like having to have the mask on. And in rehearsal, where you normally work things out, I'm like, huh? <laughs> Yeah, what got... are you saying? What's happening here? <laughs> and so the first time like I ever like actually hear the scene out loud, it's when we're rolling on camera. Yeah. I'm like, ah, great, great. So this is interesting. Yeah. Our first scene was the interrogation scene and they put the sneeze guard plexi shield up. Yeah, in interrogation, that's a whole new thing. It's a mm -hmm. whole new world. Yeah. It was an easy scene for me and Wilmer because we had to sit down. You had to make an entrance. You had to do timing and walking and talking. Oh, it's tough making an entrance. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it seemed like a happy set. I mean, I, I do like to wander around because I have ADD, so I wander around and, and that was something that we couldn't do. Said this. I'm glad you had that experience. It is a happy set. Mm -hmm. it's, it is so amazing. You know, that's how I felt when I first joined the show. I was like, everyone here is so nice yeah is this real yeah were you suspicious yeah kind of it's so refreshing you know this business you know is just like it's hit or miss you just mm -hmm. don't know what you're gonna run into what kind of cast and crew you're gonna run into on each project and this one you know i'm really lucky with yeah are you in the 18th season yeah I mean, I'm not, but yes, they are. You've been in seven. Did I do my math correctly? I've, I've been in seven and a half seasons. Mm -hmm. I joined halfway through. Yeah, season 11. Okay, so you, uh, um, Ziva, the character Ziva left. Cody left, the actor. Yeah. You took the place. How was that? Was there fan blowback? Was there resistance? There was a lot of, a lot of blowback. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you. There yes. was a lot of blowback. Uh, a lot of serious fans mm -hmm. on this show, for the show. Uh, and they didn't like my character. They didn't mm. like me coming in. They didn't like losing Ziva. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> you know, it's my first show where I was a series regular. Mm -hmm. and so I, I honestly, like, that was intimidating, but I just tried not to pay attention to it and just do the work. And I was like, I, they're either going to like me or they're not. Right. I, I have control over that, so I'm just going to try to do my best. So did you read them come around. Did you read the comments? I did, and then I was like, me probably shouldn't do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I was asked because I had a similar experience when I joined the cast of Nurse Jackie, and I was the love interest. So now everyone has an opinion. She shouldn't be with him. She should be with Eddie. You know, what, right. what is that thing on his face? You know, I couldn't. I couldn't. No, you can't win for losing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's got an opinion. You just kind of got to block it out. Yeah. But it is a happy set. Uh, Mark Harmon has a, a, a kick-ass Airstream trailer. That was really cool. Isn't that so cool? Yeah, that was really cool. I know. I want one. Yeah, me too. For myself. Mm -hmm. You should get one. Yeah. First, I got to get the series regular gig. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can and also I, just get an Airstream. That's true. It does, <laughs> I, I'm thinking about just living out of an Airstream. Just taking off living out of an Airstream. You know how many times I am on the computer late night looking at Sprinter vans? The Mercedes Sprinter vans thinking, all right. Oh, they're so cool. Yeah, aren't they? Yeah, they're so, so cool. I would love one. I was getting, you know, we'll get the pop-up, but we can put our bed there. And my wife and I, 
<laughs> and you guys just go. Just go. Yeah. It's never. <laughs> you know, I always, I always have this, like, I don't know what this says about me, but I always have this feeling sometimes when I'm driving, I'm just like, keep going. Like, yeah. just keep going. What would happen if I just went? Yeah. And just lived a life on the road. Okay, let me ask you this. Have you ever been driving home? You're listening to something on the radio or a podcast or something, and you're just like, I'm just going to go around the block one more time before I pull up. Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I live by the beach, and I have this little track I go around. Yeah. Um, because they're building this big house right on the ocean. I go like four blocks one way, three blocks up, and then there's the house. So I check on the construction. Like, it's my construction. I just see what they're doing. Sure. And, it. Yeah, that's it. I'm walking by. I'm, I'm, I'm noticing. I'm going. That's the tackiest door. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is how they spend their money. You give them your opinion. Yeah. Now you've been doing this seven years as a series regular. Do you still get anxious before you got to shoot? I do, of course. Mm -hmm. Every time. My sleep has been terrible for the last seven and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I get so anxious. Yeah. So I get really anxious because. TV is so fast mm -hmm. and there's really little preparation time. Yeah. And that has never let up for me. It always gives me so much anxiety. So I'm constantly like, oh, do I know this scene? I got like, it, it, you know, that's what happens in my brain. Well, is the, do you have any comfort knowing? Because you have the regularity of the work. So yeah. you have some kind of structure, you know what it's going to be. And it's the same character, except when you go undercover, you get to play a little bit. Totally. So, which is nice. Um, but has it gotten any better for you? Yes, it has gotten easier in terms of knowing the formula. Because mm -hmm. you're right, it is a procedural and there is such a formula to each episode. But... You know, the episodes that are heavier in, like, the exposition and stuff that's really yeah. about the kids are very difficult for me. The stuff that's about the relationships between characters, that I'm a bit more at ease with. That sinks in in an easier way, you you know? Like yeah, you get the same thing. Because for me, playing the emotion is easier than getting out the pipe for me. Yeah. You know, because especially in a procedural, like, you got a lot of jargon and stuff. And you got to make it look like it's just coming off the top of your head. Yeah, it's hard for me. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Word, syllables, dyslexia, ADD. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. Drop out of college, you know, stutter when I read sometimes, stutter when I talk. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, you dropped out to be to be an actor. What were you studying? In, you went to Muhlenberg? Yeah, I did. Okay, and what were you studying there? Uh, well, I didn't drop out to be an actor. I was studying, um, I was studying art and communications, like okay. painting communications. But I, you know, I have to say, like, at the time, I wasn't, I don't think I was ready to, to figure out, like, what I wanted to do with my life. So, mm -hmm. like, college came too soon for me. I was, like, now, I think if I went to school, I would really be able to hone in on, on and pay attention to what it fascinates me and what I want to learn about. But at that moment, no. Right. So but, I dropped out. Well, your mom's an artist. She is. She's a painter. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw a great on your Instagram. I really love the piece that you took a picture of the contact with the gloves on. From, oh, yeah. From in the, the beginning of COVID. That yeah. She from, did? from the Sistine Chapel. I was like, I just thought that was great. It was so good, right? Yeah. I, I was like, oh, that's really cool. When I was doing my research on you, I thought you were very fortunate, but you were very aware, if that makes any sense. You were aware because from what I read, you met a modeling agent in a restaurant. Yeah. She came up to you. And you started modeling, but you asked her to get you on auditions. So that's where the the fortunate and awareness theory. 
I call it the Wickersham theory. The- oh, I love it. I, who knew I had a theory? <laughs> yeah, that's where I came up with that. I was like, yeah, this, this kid's doing all right. Yeah. You know, well, so the thing was, is that I I think, honestly, like I was really depressed. I had mm-hmm. a sorority. I was at the school that I had good friends at. But ultimately, like I knew I just it wasn't for me in that moment in time. And so I was kind of in this weird zone. And I moved to the city, to New York. And I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I did know that I was like, all right, I'm going to figure out what scares me. That's what I want to do. I want to throw myself into doing what scares me because that's life to me. Like, that's what's important. I want to, I want to, I want to learn. I want to feel scared. I want to grow. And, um, and at that time, that's, I I was like, I'm going to take a public speaking course because I hate, I, I would turn I'm, I'm shy and I would turn bright red reading out loud in class my entire life. I would mm-hmm. get so nervous, like to the point where, I mean, I, it was awful and, and acting. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to take classes in these things because I can't think of anything um, that personally, I mean, there are life things that really scare me more, but like in that moment in time, those were things where I was like, oh, those go against my grain. So that's what I'm going to go for. <laughs> That's great because you had the courage to face it and to sustain it. You have to stand the anxiety of change. Most people, you know, don't stand the anxiety of change because I would rather cling to the familiar, you know, and then come up with reasons why I didn't or why I can't rather than just, all right, I have to slay this dragon myself. Right. Well, you get so much more out of it when you sit in that anxiety. You mm-hmm. know, I've, I've learned that, like those certain things make us anxious and we don't think we can do them. Mostly we can do that if you mm-hmm. just like can withstand the anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the suffering comes from the stories we tell ourselves. Yeah, it really does. It's all up here. Yeah, for sure. So you started acting. Uh, do you have a handle on what emotion is easy for you and, and what emotion is hard for you? Yeah, I think uh, anger. <laughs> anger is really easy for yeah. me. Uh, sadness is is hard. And I think that comes with just the way I grew up and, and feeling the need to stay uh, guarded as a person. It's been hard to shed that. I, I'm not a natural like performer. I'm learning now uh, to try to wear my emotions more on my sleeve and, and kind of expose them more. But my instinct is to protect myself mm-hmm. and anger, I feel like is very outward and sadness is very ex- you know, you're really exposed Vulnerable. a lot. Yeah. Anger's easy because it's just the way I grew up. I've I've seen it. <laughs> My house was pretty loud. Sadness isn't that hard for me. I can get there. You know what's hard for me is embarrassment is hard for me. Interesting. I really got a tough time playing embarrassed. Tell me why. I think that's the vulnerable part for me. Being sad for me doesn't put me in a vulnerable state, but being embarrassed puts me in a vulnerable state. And I think my defense mechanism was humor. You know, I could, that's the way I fit into my family. And that's the way I fit in, in schools. I could make people laugh. Like I could do this thing. Right. So it was very much like if, if you could make people laugh and when you're a kid, it's like, you're learning your power. You don't have that much empathy. So maybe, you know, to when someone would pick on you, I would come back verbally. I could defend myself. Your armor. Yeah, that's my armor. And I would hurt people's feelings. You know, people picking on me. Look, a bully's still a bully, but he's got feelings too. And I would see that how I would hurt somebody. And I think in the process was, I don't want to be hurt and embarrassment is hurt for me. 
if that makes any sense. It does make sense. And it's so interesting what sticks with us mm-hmm. as adults. Because it really, like, there's such a, a thread through everyone's life that's really hard to undo or unravel or whatever, you know, um, from just from childhood stuff. It's like, I, I talk about this in, in therapy because it fascinates me. I'm like, how do I undo that thread? I don't want that anymore. It's so hard to shed. Yeah, it's hard to shed because it, I think, Emily, it's connected to our identities. And if I'm not that, then what am I? You have to have the courage to sit in uncertainty. Yeah. And we don't like that. Human beings don't like to sit in uncertainty. That That's why we have insurance. Right. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. That is very true. That's why everyone goes, series regular? Oh, good. We're picked up? Perfect. <laughs> I'm working 10 months out of the year. Oh, man, actors. <laughs> yeah. But I submit this to you. One, you're fascinated by the change. Two, you have the courage to execute change. And you've done the three biggest things that human beings are afraid of. You moved. You faced your fear with acting. You got married. And you got divorced. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I'm covering rounds here. You're doing everything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I've 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 hit I've hit some some of those things. And fairly young. I mean, we were chatting briefly on the set, 6 feet apart of course, wearing a mask. Yeah, we course. were we were chatting briefly on the set about, you know, you were you were in your 20s. You weren't really a fully formed person when you got married. No, I that- wasn't. I mean, I It's so interesting because I've learned so much about myself from my time uh, on this show. And when I look back, it is crazy. I'm like, wow, I was married. I got divorced. Like, I've I've just learned so much in the span of seven and a half years. Mm. Um, And it is so fascinating to think back to my 20s because I've always felt that I had, you know, good parents. Mm. um, And I've always kind of felt that I'm a grounded person. But I did not. And I, I think I thought I knew who I was in my 20s. Right. I thought the marriage thing, you know, I just thought I had it all figured out. And I so didn't. And I so don't. Right. You know, it, it's it's just always interesting to, to think back to that. A lot, of, a lot of growth. But the willingness to do it is something yeah. that you have to not commit to, but be open to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think I liked change as much as I do because I have had a lot of changes in my life. Mm-hmm. And I guess I, I'm drawn to it in some some way. Yeah, well, it's the only constant we have. It, that is that is very true. Yeah, and you did. You grew up on, and we and we say grew up in the acting sense uh, on on a set. You know, you've been there for seven years. I mean, your first gig, you did a spot on Letterman. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. did. <laughs> I had to work the clubs for years and get a TV gig before I got to do Letterman. You, your first gig was Letterman. I came out as a, you're, you know, the show, the OC, mm-hmm. they were doing like a spoof off. Of, I would do any, like, I, I was so like, I was like, I'll do anything. They were doing a spoof on the OC and right. I had to like come out and play one of the characters or something. It was like for like five seconds. Right. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I Yeah. That was your first gig, and then you got this. You did four episodes of The Sopranos. Yeah. Now, how was that? You're thrown into one of the top shows of all time, and it's your second gig. For the I record, I was just listening, by the way, to your interview with Edie Falco. Oh yeah, how sweet is she? She's the best. Yeah, the best. You did that gig, and I remember vaguely you and Robert with a car caught fire. Yeah. And I'm looking. I'm going, Jesus, this is your second gig, <laughs> and you're thrown into a love scene. Yeah. Okay. 
I don't know about you, nerve wracking for me. How about you? Oh, well, that whole thing was beyond nerve wracking for me because, you know, being an actor in New York at that time, um, The Sopranos was like a huge show. Yeah. But at the same time, what was great about not knowing anything about the business and mm. not knowing anything about acting or auditioning or anything was I was so naive to every room I stepped into. I just like I, I oddly wasn't nervous at that time. Now I get more nervous because I know all the things. Right. But at that time, when I was auditioning for that, like I, David Chase was in the room, but I like didn't really like it didn't. I didn't yeah. process like what, who David, Ch I mean, I yeah. knew who he was, but like I had obviously respect for him, so much respect for him, but I wasn't as intimidated because I just wasn't aware yeah. of the whole thing, yeah. and, you know, which was great because I was able to kind of be free and somehow I got the freaking part and <laughs> it was a little part and I didn't know what I was doing. And Looking back, it's so cool. It's it's so cool. I was like, oh, I was on like one of the best shows of all time. It's like th th that show was so incredible. Yeah. 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 It was neat. I think you hit it right. You didn't know what you were doing, so you didn't know what you were doing wrong. You're just like, oh, is this how it's done? And that that's the period. I was doing a lot wrong, by the way. Like I didn't even know how to act. Like I just didn't. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So your second or third episode was the love scene. And I wanted to ask you, how did, because yeah. it's nerve wracking for me. I mean, I don't know if I told the story in, in Edie's interview, but we had our love scene. The first kiss we had, a, I was, Emily, I was terrified my breath was going to stink. It was just the yeah. two of us. I ate an entire <laughs> box of Altoids, just nervously chewing them before the set. Right? I get it. Yeah, but those, they were cinnamon. So my mouth is numb. So I'm like... <laughs> She's I'm good. sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know. I got Yeah. Well, you know, they're nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that scene along with not knowing what I was doing mm -hmm. in a way it was kind of not real to me, but like, I felt so exposed, yeah. you know, I like felt like it was mechanical as you know, sure. as they are, like you figure out what you're going to do and it's, it's very mechanical. It's not like romantic in any sense. But it is very intimidating and very scary. And, and it feels, you feel very vulnerable. Yeah. And so I was very, I was nervous throughout the whole shoot, but in particular uh, for that. Yeah. Those things are always so scary. I haven't had to really do that on NCIS at all. Mm -hmm. Because it's, you know, CBS and. Your character and Wilmer's character, there's a, a little steaminess subtext. There is. Mm -hmm. There's a flirtation. Sure. But, but you know. We don't we don't really cross any lines. No. Yeah. <laughs> we don't show anything. No, nothing. It, you know, it's, it's not going to be like a basic cable. I had to sign an ass clause for Showtime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't had to sign a clause like that in a long time. Yeah, I had to sign the ass clause, and my wife is still laughing at me. <laughs> so good. You know, she sort of lawyer calls up, and she was on a speakerphone, and she goes, and you have to sign this clause. I go, and he said, it's the ass clause. I go, they really want to show that? Yeah, they do. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but on the set, when you said you grew up on the set, and when I said it's a happy house, as you can tell, like I grew up with Leary. I did a cop show with Dennis, and then I did a uh, fireman show with Leonard. So my education and my maturity on a set, it, it was loud. A lot of yelling, <laughs> a lot of smoke, you know? <laughs> right. And as a guest star, but yours was very calm, welcoming, and um, I mean, you've been a regular for so long. It's, you know, 24 episodes, I'm guessing it's 10 months, and then you get two months off, and you just want to go home. Oh, yeah. I go back to New York. Yeah. 
It's interesting. You call New York home. Me too. Oh, yeah. yeah. New York always. is home. Always. Yeah, It'll go, always be home. Yeah. I go back to Long Island. I see my family. Yeah. Yeah. I go down. And, yeah. So that, that that's home. So when you're a guest star, and the reason I bring up the happy house, when you're a guest star, you know, look, I got, I'm going to get two takes. They're going to do my coverage first if it's early in the morning because the regulars get their choice. So I got to I got to hit it quick. I may get a note. By the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, well, because, you know, you know, you, you know, you have to do that. But when we came back and we, I think we got it early and then we got to play a little bit. And yeah. that was so much fun for me because it kind of broke the ice because we then I did a couple of days. And we had to come back the next day. And the next day was just so much easier once you, you break the ice and you make. I'll be honest with you, Emily. I made you laugh as soon as you, you laughed the first. Did. Yeah. You did. You're, you're a smart, funny guy. <laughs> Yes, but as soon as I made you laugh, I did it more for me and Wilmer, too. When I made Wilmer laugh, I did it more for me because it calms me down. What? I said selfish. How 100%? This, this freaking podcast is about me, Wickish. And what are you kidding me? I'm asking you questions to figure out my life. Yes, freaking actors. Yeah. And, and And the thing that really got to me on the set was even though we are quarantined and we are separated, so the, the 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 unity thing that you have to draw on to make to make the peace work was still yeah. there. I even got like I even the separation was pretty big for me because I didn't even get the makeup lady. You know who did my makeup? The guy that does the cadavers. <laughs> did he? Yeah, I'm sorry. There's a dead body next to me. He's like, yeah, I usually do the cadavers. You look pretty good. You looked great yeah. for what it's worth. You kidding? Through the mask, it was lovely. <laughs> But it was a lot, a lot of fun. Let me ask you this. Can you point to something that you learned on the set through your work after all these years that you're aware you didn't have going in? Um, <laughs> stamina. Mm -hmm. you know, I learned, I think, stamina and work ethic. In my life, I feel like I've always been a hard worker. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, Mark Harmon's work ethic is pretty incredible after being on the show for as long as he has and to see him really like do the work I've watched every day on set with him. And I've learned a lot from that guy because after being on something that long, sometimes it doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. People, you know, kind of just throw it away and it's all about the work. It's all about putting the work into each scene. And he's been a really great mentor in that way. Yeah, I had Steve Sharippa on the show, and he was talking about the work ethic and being prepared and, and knowing how lucky we are to be able to do this. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's so silly. It's like I, I, I look around some days and I'm like, this is so silly. I can't even believe I can do this <laughs> like yeah. for a living. Yeah, I had so much fun. We, me and you started eating the props on the second day. Here, I found these mints we in the did. <laughs> Yummy. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What, what was the gum? I found these mints. My, my character's in a food truck, and you guys come to arrest me. And I yeah, found the square like. Yeah, these little square mints. And again, yeah. worried about the breath. So, yeah, it's a theme. So I had the mints, and you were standing there, and I went, "Hey, eat this." Yeah, it wasn't good. No. I ate it. I, well, I, I made you eat it first to see if I wanted it. Yeah, I tried it. Yeah, I was testing it out on you. Hey, I ate it. All right, I won't have that one. Yeah, the. Um, I'm having a good time with us. Yeah, it, it was very nice. You were very welcoming and very gracious. And the show's been on 18 years, and you guys still. It, it still felt to me like you want to be there. Yeah, yeah, it's, you, a, it's, a, it's a good set. 
Are you aware of the impact you have in people's lives? I think I might have told you that this was one of the jobs that my mother-in-law and my wife were all happy about because you guys are on a loop in my house. Yes, I do remember you saying that. It is so nice to hear. I mean, I don't think about it, but I do think about when I watch TV, how much of an impact certain shows have on me and how comforting they are. And NCIS for sure has, I have heard over the years, it has become that for people. And it is, yeah, it's special to hear that. I, I feel grateful to be a part of that and to like lucky enough to, you know, make people smile. Yeah, it, it's a comfort food and television. Well, now it's different now because everything is in your house. You know, it used to be TV was in your house and movie stars were larger than life because they were. You had to go see them. They were yeah. up on a screen. Yeah. You know, and it was a different experience. When I, I in your intro, I said we were in the same movie together, and I don't think any one of us knew it because I didn't know it. Do you know what movie Wait, we were in together? What? We were in the Ryan Reynolds movie, definitely maybe together. Oh, that's right. We took. Did we talk about this? No, I because I, 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 I knew that also. That's so funny. I didn't know it. I was looking up and going, maybe. Yeah, I looked at it. I went, oh my god, that was my first premiere, right? Uh -huh. So we go. It's at the Ziegfeld. I go with my wife. And it was the first yeah. time I ever saw myself on a big screen, and I, fr I flipped out. I couldn't. I was sinking in the chair. My mole looked like a manhole cover. <laughs> I was like, what is that ring ding? And my, yeah. I'm sinking in the chair. My wife's digging her nails into my knees and goes, sit up straight. Kevin Klein's looking. <laughs> it's nerve-wracking. Yeah, it's nerve-wracking. Adam, Adam Brooks, right? He Adam was Brooks. Director. He was a director, yeah. My part was very small. I was mm -hmm. like an extra. Mm -hmm. But I did make out with Ryan Reynolds on, I was like an intern. Okay, and you want to know something? I was like a couple scenes, but there was a scene that got cut, and I was it was me making out with Ryan Reynolds on the couch. I'm very upset that it got cut out of the film. Well, just so you know, I did it. That's the scene they kept in. It was you, me and Ryan. You took it. You stole that scene. Yeah. You want to was adorable? He ate a whole box of cinnamon Altoids. I thought that was just... Do it. What that a gentleman. For you. All for you. What a gentleman. <laughs> a little bit of chapstick, so he wasn't too rough on me. It was wonderful. Smooth. Smooth. <laughs> now, can you watch yourself? Uh, I don't like watching myself. <clears throat> I, you know, it, it's uh, it's uncomfortable. There are certain episodes that we do, you know, certain scenes that I want to see how they played out. But generally, like, I really don't like watching myself. Nah, me neither. My wife watches me. And if I do something wrong, I get notes. Yeah. <laughs> or if I do something I can yeah. improve, I get notes. Yeah, it's better. I think that sometimes, like... When you watch yourself, you become too aware of your th things. Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to know my, I don't want to think about that. Right. I'm sure I do so many things wrong. I know I do so many things weird and wrong and just whatever, but I don't want to know mm -hmm. because I'll just think about them. Okay. Do you know when you're in the pocket? Do you know when you've done a good scene? I know when I feel good. Mm -hmm. Do I know if it's, it's good or not? No. Yeah. But yeah. like, you know? Yeah. But, it, but if I feel like it felt that felt good to me, there was like we connected in that scene. Mm -hmm. That's like my goal. That feels like in the pocket to me. Yeah. The reason I'm asking you is because I'm looking for a way to help myself with the anxiety because so much of our good feelings about ourselves is based on the feedback we get, especially if you're a comic. You know, I, I know the joke's funny if they're laughing and clapping. Right. You know, so. Right. I didn't know when we briefly spoke about anxiety on the set, and it usually happens the night before we work, it's the uncertainty of how this is going to come out. So right. in my little head, I was thinking, all right, I got to come up with the tools to self-evaluate, self-govern, and have self-care. And that's going to rely not on external feedback. 
Yeah. I mean, you meditate, right? Yeah. And I'm sure that helps, right? With just being able to, in different moments in time, whether it's acting or in your life, you're able to center yourself and ground Mm -hmm. yourself. And that probably cures some anxiety and insecurities. Yeah. What it does for me, it gives me a break from my thoughts so I can go back and go, all right, what do we got? (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the stuff that causes the anxieties and insecurities. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think you're human without those feelings running through your head. Mm -hmm. But I think about that all the time. Like I think about like, I want to just have it feel good for me. Why does it matter what I think about what other people think of of how I did? You know? Yeah. Why does it matter? Because you're a human being. Yeah, because I'm a human being. Yeah, that's it. Jean-Paul Sartre, hell is other people. It's not dealing with other people. It's needing other people's approval. Yeah, we're just human. Now we're actors. That's what we are. (laughs) Weird humans. Yes, we're weird humans. (laughs) And you want to know something? I really enjoyed meeting you, and I really really had such a good time with you, and I hope our paths cross again. I hope so, too. You were a joy to have, and I'm so happy we met. Yeah. Uh, CBS, Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock, NCIS, season 18. Yeah, you got it. All right, and they can follow you uh, at Emily Wickersham on all socials. I like the Instagram. I like Miguel the dog. I don't think I'm following you. I'm going to follow you. Yes, follow me. Follow yeah. me. You'll see your your face when the, when this episode drops. And uh, cool. and please tell your mom I really enjoyed uh, the, the pictures of her art that I saw. Oh, I will. I will. Can we hang? We got to hang again. I would love to. I would love to. Okay. Uh, best to you and the family, sweetheart. Thank you so Thank much. You, Adam. Good to talk to you. You too. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The ADD interview was brought to you by CruiseIntoWellness.com. CruiseIntoWellness.com for all your CBD needs. Now, you know what they have over there. Edibles, tinctures, pain creams, bath products, pet products. It's all made from hemp right here in the USA. It's 100% natural and it's 100% kosher. Shalom. Why should you be in pain? Go to CruiseIntoWellness.com. 20% off with the coupon code ADAM. 20% off anything they have at CruiseIntoWellness.com. Go. Feel better. My name is Emily Wickersham, and that was 30 Minutes. I'll never get back. I really like talking to her. She was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, she's really cool. That was that was cool to hear. I loved her, and I loved how she turned the tables on you, Adam. What do you mean? Well, at some point in the interview, I'm like, it's Adam's therapist because she's like, and how does that make you feel, Adam? Oh, yeah. I told her this is all about me. Yeah, I want to talk to tell. you because I, I have tell. questions. We were like, no, yeah. I need to know about me. Yes. <laughs> Let's do this again next Tuesday. <laughs> I, I thought it was so nice that she was trying to help you like she, when she was asking you. So how does that make you feel, Adam? Oh, when I when I asked her what emotions easy for her. And, yeah. 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 And. I mean, it, it just struck me as interesting. Embarrassment is your hardest emotion to yeah. to to bring up. Well, if you think about it, when you are embarrassed, you are probably at your most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's for anyone. What do you think? Well, I just know it's hard for me to to get there if I have to play that in a scene. Yeah, and yeah, 
there, there you go. And I think, so, and I think that's the reason why. I could be full of shit. Who knows? No, I, like you said, you <laughs> I'm know, going with that one. Yeah, embarrassment in life is you know hard enough. Yeah, but then when you have to do it in front of strangers, maybe for money it makes you feel like a whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 do it again. Do it again. In order for it to really work, you mm -hmm. have to really go there. Yeah. So in order to go there, you're kind of opening up and showing your flaws mm -hmm. of what's going on. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I, I guess that that's why it's difficult. It's funny because I didn't think anger would be easy for her. Yeah. Yeah, but she uh, she said, "Yeah, that's pretty easy." And I, yeah, I don't piss her off. But sometimes when people are angry, you're like, "Are you angry?" You have to ask them. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like you when you get angry, you know? Yeah. I think I'm angry. I yes. feel angry. And then people say... But it just comes out like, I'll show him. I'll give him soup and a fork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I have listened to myself on a tape and I'm like, well, I thought I'd sound a little harsher, but mm. I guess I don't. <laughs> no. no. You sound adorable. Look, I know when you're angry because it begins to rain in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I always thought that like sadness would be the toughest one because that because that's almost, not only is that vulnerable, but that's also probably an incredibly painful memory that you're dredging mm. up to to capture that. And I would think that that would be kind of tough, you know, ground to walk over. No, I can get to sadness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Phil. Oh, definitely anger. Yeah. Really? Anger. Ang yeah. Anger is it for me, which is, you know, why I try to limit my time without him. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I, I will tell you this you, you seem to flow into it effortlessly it's <laughs> yeah and, and, and with you with you <laughs> yeah so so with me phil okay may i say you're welcome yes honey and i have something in common with her too but it's, it's not the anger is it well sometimes <laughs> sometimes All right. but no it's the sprinter van i did that in europe you did yeah it was really cool because mm -hmm. we'd end up like in um florence because you can pop up somewhere at 12 midnight mm -hmm. and you could have a place to stay, have food. It was kind of like ultimate freedom. Mm -hmm. And um, so I just remember one thing. We all like showed up at uh, in Florence and there's this big cliff and we started playing Pink Floyd. Mm -hmm. And it would radiate through the whole town. I'm sure they just hated us. Oh, not, <laughs> not if they were high. <laughs> well, <laughs> and you could go anywhere. Oh, mm -hmm. You want some waffles in Belgium? Okay, let's go. You know, so that was a really great time. Well, that's good. See, I would roll into Florence at midnight, just go outside of the, the Brunelleschi Dome. Hey, open it up! We're here! <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we drove all the way from Belgium. You want some waffles? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> see that? See that's what you see. You can do that. You, you, there was a vacation for you. When I want to get into a sprinter van, I mean, it means me and you are bugging out. Okay. Right? Yeah. This right. is like it's the end of the world. We need a van. We're probably gonna have to live in this thing. So I'm gonna jack it up. Okay. So we can get over stuff. I'm gonna get a snorkel in case we got to go through water. Wait. Oh, of what course. are my clothes choices? What? Clothing. You get a pair of pants and two shirts. That's it. I'm <laughs> that not bringing all difficult. those frigging shoes. I need another van just for the shoes. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> this is survival, not prom night. <laughs> Night. Yeah, Phil. And where am I going? Because you always put me somewhere in anything that you do. That's why we have a crow's nest. Because <laughs> <laughs> he does can. this. You know, you were talking to her about like gawking at houses around the neighborhood. You do that mm -hmm. with me. And if you see one with like a guest house, mm -hmm. you go, and that's where we'll keep Phil. That's what he says. Yeah. What? That's where we'll he, keep Phil. He not, not hey, do you want to rent this guest? No, that's where we'll keep. What, like I'm an endangered tiger. That's where we'll keep Phil. You know what? Forgive me for thinking about you. <laughs> yes, Mark. 
And by the way, Phil, he doesn't just tell that to you. When I walk around town with him, he's like, and that's Phil Stead. That's where Phil's going to stay, right over there. Yeah, that's where yeah. Phil's going to stay. Like they're, like they're hiding me from from existence. <laughs> like Ruprecht the monkey boy. And I, I kind of get the feeling it's sometime, it's usually up high. What is? So that's why I thought maybe on the roof of our Sprinter van. What, for Phil? Yeah. Yeah. He likes it up to get up there. <laughs> what, for Phil? He likes it up there. What is that? <laughs> so you have a full-blown escape plan, Adam. Yeah. You have like a go bag. You've got you like you have a route that you're like, how aggressively have you mapped this out? He's married to me, Mark. I have the go bag. You yes, know that she does. She has the go bag. And I, I, I had I have everything prepared. I had supplies, but I didn't want to go to the store. So I ate the earthquake supplies. <laughs> oh, the water is down and all the tuna fish is gone. Yeah, so I got to go. I got to go. I got to go back to the store. How did that 5000 calorie bar do you, Adam? I, I ate two in one day. <laughs> <laughs> You're worse than me. It was funny. We we did Top Gear and uh, they they dropped it. We were somewhere in Alaska and they dropped in MREs for us, which mm-hmm. is the military uh, meals ready to eat. Yeah, sixteen. It's like well, like sixteen thousand calories. They're just meant to keep you alive. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that's why, that's why it's meant to keep you alive. And, and Rut sitting there going, "This is good. You're gonna eat yours." I go, "You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a pound is you know like you put on a pound yeah. with one bar." Thank God I no longer have the ass claws. <laughs> the ass claws. Because yeah. it's huge after that. Adam, it's called the nudity claws. Really? Yes. Well. It's not called the ass claws. It's not called the tukus claws? <laughs> it is in Israel. <laughs> I like that's a cuter word, tukus. Yeah? Yeah, I like yeah. it. Well, there's some people have a tukus. Trust me, I have an ass. Adam, sometimes people have an ass double. That's true. Yeah, oh, I remember yeah. when you were said something about it for Nurse Jackie. Mm-hmm. I read about it and it said that up to the very last minute, right. you could say, you know what? I don't want to show my bum. Okay. So they bring in an, an ass double. Uh, you know a, what stunt, I was... a stunt ass. A stunt butt. Yeah. Stunt butt. <laughs> yeah. You know what I would do at the last minute? I'm like, listen, I just, I just had 5,000 calories from an MRE, so I'm not feeling it. Call, <laughs> call and Dominic and Sue, that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you need an ass double. <laughs> That's funny. That's great. Yeah. You know, um, talking about all that, um, the MR. All that ass? Yes, no. go ahead. All no. that butt. <laughs> Previously, that... And all that ass. Oh, you brought oh, up Top man. Gear. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking you both have something else in common. What's that? That you both took over iconic kind of roles. Oh, you yeah, because with... she replaced Ziva, yeah. Yeah, and I, I was um, curious when you brought that up. You went to Nurse Jackie, but mm-hmm. I would was thinking it was perfect with Top Care UK versus Top Care USA. And she was Ziva, you know, in Bishop, because I felt like when she came on, she had to win me over, mm-hmm. which she did. Yeah, but the difference was she was replacing Ziva. We were just in addition to Top Gear. So I was like, you can I, still I don't watch. think that there was a difference. I think you pissed a lot of people off. I'm sure we did. Oh, I know we did. <laughs> I know you looked at the comments. <laughs> oh, I did. That's why I asked it. Did you look at the comments? Yeah. She, yeah I was like, I don't do that. Yeah. Oh, so I think it was when, very similar. Yeah. When she said, yeah, I started to look at the comments. And oh, I said, man. Maybe I shouldn't. That is the one thing I would tell folks. <sighs> if you write something, if you do something creative, don't ever look at the comments. Don't look at the feedback page because inevitably there will be people that think that you are the worst human being in the world. The people that say they love you, but there will people that, and it always is the ones you, that hate you. They're the ones that always stick with you. You mm-hmm. never forget. Adam did look at the comments and we kind of had to go through, you know, different phases. Well, the first phase was, 
you can't answer everybody back. I'm like, the hell I can. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. And then I had to take That's away That's the his worst phone. thing he can do. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys did a good show. Mm-hmm. And now it's turned full circle. Now people are saying, oh, please come back, come back. Well, yeah, because so now, nice. now they have someone to compare, a new one to compare to us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just the way the cycle works. Yeah, yeah. I sort of thought it was interesting that earlier in her career, she was utterly fearless, right? Yeah. But now that she's like a series regular, has been on the show for seven and a half years, mm-hmm. she's totally set, and now she freaks out more. And and I think that's the higher the stakes, and you're like, I really want to make sure this goes well. I can't afford this to go sideways. Mm-hmm. Is that – do you agree with that, guys, or am I on an I, island? I, I can understand. That's a lot of pressure. Her sleep is messed up. No. I, that comforts me. Why does that comfort you? <laughs> I'm not the only one. Thank God. There's someone else out there. <laughs> that, that comforts me. This poor woman is worried. I feel better about myself. <laughs> I, yeah, because it's all about me. You said the same thing. I totally get it, though, because she's on an iconic show. I mm-hmm. mean, that show, people have it on like 24-7. I know I do at times it's very comforting the characters are written well yeah, they're, they're acted well mm-hmm. it's just a nice you know you're you're letting them into your home you're letting it's an intimate feeling yeah it's familiar so when you put mm-hmm. on these shows you're familiar you're not alone and believe me when i got this gig i got a lot of points with my mother and your mother and everyone else <laughs> yeah. because everyone watches the shows it breaks the age barrier yeah yeah and a bunch of questions listen I need you to ask Ducky. I'm, like, I'm, not, gonna, I'm not asking Ducky, Mom. I was dying for you to meet Mark Harmon. I didn't see him, but I did see his Airstream trailer. Really, really cool. Yeah, evidently. Yeah. I suspect that me and Mark Harmon share the same work ethic, and the way it, it manifests here on our little show, I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to you guys, especially Mark. I know there's a time difference, but... <laughs> Are you awake? Are you asleep? I got something to go over with you. Get up. I got an idea. <laughs> well, it's She's in Canada. I know you're alone. <laughs> you can't fool me. <laughs> no, I think it's good to have a good work ethic. Yeah. I think th- that's how things get done. Yeah. I'm very results driven. I always point to the palm of my hand. Like, is it here? Is it done? Because if it ain't right. if it ain't done and it ain't here, the next thing is either a story or an excuse, and I don't want to hear it. <laughs> That's a good work ethic, Adam, mm-hmm. but yeah. maybe sound less like a mob boss. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather me sound like this? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> I want to thank Emily Wickersham for being my guest. Uh, you can see her every Tuesday night, 8 o'clock CBS on NCIS. Uh, honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? The Adam Ferrara at Gmail. Uh, the show is growing, and you know it's because of you. So if you like the show, please tell your friends. Uh, and if you get a minute to leave us a review, it helps us with our friend. Mr. Algorithm. And please remember, life is hard. Take it easy on yourself. The pot has ended. Go in peace. Do you see what I'm talking about? How creepy your hands look? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm folding my hands. Your hands look creepy. Really? Folding them. Folding my hands. Folding my hands. And I'm covering my eyes, Phil. Your hands look creepy. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. 
That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.